Hello and welcome to The Leaderverse, where we're having a different conversation around leadership with your hosts, Drew Lee, Lucas Sheridan, and me, Jesse Button. I'm so excited for today's conversation, y'all. We're talking about the book, Hero on a Mission by Donald Miller. Also, I don't think anybody wakes up in the morning and thinks, I want to be a bad leader today. So who is it that you choose to become? Also, we get to hear about Lucas's recruiting strategy as actually an anti-bullying strategy. Saved his butt in high school. Hmm. You'll hear all about it. Welcome to the Leaderverse, y'all. So I've been thinking, gentlemen, uh, we've been talking about a great book. And Drew, I'll start with you. We've been talking about this book that teaches us about the hero, the victim, the villain, and the guide. And I'm fascinated with this, with this right now because, well, folks all seem to be drawn to villains, and I want to know why. <laughs> I want to know why. So, so Drew, tell me about the book, and and yeah, let's just start there. Well, if if you look at if you think about almost every major motion picture and the most successful trilogies and the most successful series of all times. They follow a basic format, which is often known as the hero's journey. And it, whether it's Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, the Harry Potter series, you, know, you, you can just go pretty much every best-selling book of all time and, and movie, for that matter, follows a basic format. And there are four characters, or and it's there's the hero, there's the victim, and usually the victim they start out as a victim and they eventually become the hero. They meet a guide that teaches them the ways of the force or it teaches them magic or it teaches them something that they're supposed to learn. And then inevitably, well, the no story would be complete without the villain. Right. And, and in this, and in this journey, you know, what we've, what we've got to realize is we also play those parts ourselves and, and it's easy to become the victim, it's easy to become the villain and and the real character is built in the hero because that's the person you really want to follow and you want to emulate. And then they tend to be surrounded by helpful guides along the way, whether it be coaches, teachers, mentors, or other leaders that help them on their journey. When the message is wrong from leadership, when it's just when it's just wrong, when it's the non-human message, when it's the not taking care of people message, when it's wrong, and folks are still following them, yeah. Can you give me an example? Can you tell me a story <laughs> about this? And 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 what do we do? <laughs> Unfortunately, I think human behavior, at least my psychology, maybe I'm just different and not bird, is I can spot villains a mile away. And we like to rally around the fact that, oh, they're wrong and they're this and they're that. And I think uh, even like yesterday, my phone was rather busy with people vilifying some decisions some leaders are making and what have you. And so I, I think fundamentally, you know, a villain becomes a villain because I'm going to guess nobody grows up saying, I want to be a villain when I grow up. I want to be a bad leader. I want to be a narcissistic, self-absorbed, selfish, all about me person. And yet I think fear shows up and I think insecurity shows up and I think tension shows up. And then leaders have a crossroads decision to make at that point. Am I going to do what's in the best interest of the organization and the people that are following me? Or am I going to protect me and mine? When they go to protect me and mine, they become the villain because they're doing it at the expense of 
people and then people become pawns, people become stepping stones, people become just an asset to get to their end desire. And unfortunately, because here, here's what I think. I think we could spend the rest of our lives talking about the villains of leadership. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Problem with that is it doesn't help us become better leaders. It just, it highlights how bad, bad leadership is. And I think all of our desire is we spot it, we see it and they're doing, the, and here's what helps me. Brené Brown's helped me with this. They're doing the best they can. They're just scared. Mm. And they're still villains. Doesn't make it right, but they're doing the best they can. They're just scared. Now, what kind of leader do I choose to show up and be in light of the fact that I've got a villain in my life, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's actually, right? I think that's actually, Drew, if you go to Lord of the Rings and the movies you're talking about, the guy was able to say, yeah, that's a villain. Now, who do you choose to be? That's what elite, and actually that guy, you know, Gandalf is, was the leader because he said, yeah, you know, here we've got all, you know, all these, these orgs and, you know, Mordor and all this stuff. And who do we choose to be? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's, that's so really, true. Right? You know what? You, you think about Luke Skywalker and the journey uh, to become a Jedi and, you know, throughout the series, the trilogies, and now whatever it is, like 12 movies later, you know, there's the ongoing, you have a choice to choose the, the dark side or, you know, the, the, the light side. Yeah. You, know, you can be good or evil, but it's, it, and it's your choice. But in all of those stories, you know, you notice how polarizing both the hero and the villain are. Yeah. You know, Darth Vader is a, is a you know, immortal character built in, you know, fiction. Yeah. yeah. But but there's, you know, any one of us could make the Darth Vader noise in an instant because, you know, we all know who he is. Right. And, and the same is true in most stories. So, so the book we're referencing, by the way, it's called Hero on a Mission by Donald Miller. And many people know Donald Miller from uh, the book Story Brand. But this one, this one is really more into you get to choose which character you're going to play in your own story. Thus, yeah. it's you be the hero on a mission. What's your mission? And you can you can find yourself playing any of those characters at any point in time based on the way you show up in the world and based on your own actions. You can be a villain, you can be a victim, you could be the hero, or you can play the guide and you can help somebody else along on their journey. And I think that's what that's what leaders do is leaders are pathfinders. They blaze a trail that others follow. You know, if you, if you research leaders all the way through history, you tend to find what, they were the first ones off the ship. Hey, we're in a new land, never been here before. Mm-hmm. First off the boat, great. Follow me. And well, I think the existence of don't you think, Drew? The existence of villains is why we're having this conversation. Because one hundred percent, right? I, I we mean, look for it, a conversation it, that wasn't happening around leadership. Yeah, and yeah, decided to have this one. Yeah, be, because it's like that. Actually, what we should be encouraged by is if we spot villains, if we spot people who are doing things out of selfish motivations and stuff, that should excite us because that's our opportunity to step in the void and be a hero and be a guy and and help because the existence of problem, I think that that's where we, I think in business we don't understand. The existence of problems is our opportunity. If there were no problems, wealth cannot be made, money cannot be made. So the more problems, the more opportunities for the people who want to find solutions. The fact that there are victims and poor leadership 
gives us an opportunity to say, okay, now we need to have another conversation because nobody's, it's easy to talk about the villains of the world. That sells news. That makes multi-billion dollar news outlets because they spend their entire existence highlighting villains and bad leadership or disagreeable leadership or whatever. Let's just say, okay, how do I be the hero in my story? I love that, Drew. How do I be the guide to somebody else who's being victimized by a villain or feel like they are or whatever? I think it can be really scary, like you were just saying, Drew, to 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 go to the new place, to step off the boat, to be the leader and say, follow me, I know what I'm doing, when you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> what I'm hearing from you guys in this is that the hero ne isn't necessarily the leader all the time. They, in this case, with the guide, they're the first follower. Right. And so I think it can be intimidating to step into a role of leadership and say, follow me. Right. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but follow me anyway. Um, because, because you're not necessarily the, that you're not necessarily having to be the leader. You're just looking for the solution. That's incredibly incredible. You know, Sam Walton's a great example. You know, he takes, he takes an idea of building basically a discount store in Bentonville, Arkansas, in a, in a, you know, at that time, Nowheresville, USA. And, and, and he built something that's become, you know, a you know, one of the largest iconic retail stores in the, in the in the history of the world. So help me with mentality. Lucas, you and I were talking um, this week about something we call WIT mentality, W-I-T mentality. Will you tell me what that is and how it's showing up lately in your sure. life? Yeah, well, it's whatever it takes. And when I have a worthwhile cause, as Simon Sinek would say, a just cause, if I have a mindset or that goals are unmovable objects, that I'm going to hit this for whatever reason, why it's important. Like uh, just in my own life, I this is goal, this is October 25th as we record it. Uh, it's goal setting season. I'm looking at next year's goals. I learned years ago what works for me with finances. I struggled with financial goals, right? Because it's like, after me and my family got taken care of, how do I set a financial goal that's bigger? And how do I push myself and what have you? Well, I start every year saying, how much do I choose to give away next year? And, and so if it's $100,000, then I need to make a million dollars because I believe in the principle of tithing just as a, as, as a rule. And so now I attach that $100,000 to a cause. Like I'm really passionate about stopping sex trafficking right now because there's more people in human slavery right now at this moment than any other moment of, of human history. Mm -hmm. And nobody's talking about that. Nobody is vilifying, highlighting those villains, right? And in fact, I think some of those villains are probably in power, but that's another conversation. And so anyways, it's like, if I start there, it's like, oh my gosh, the day that I wake up and I don't want to do something, I'm cheating some 13-year-old girl out of freedom, does that make sense? Now, whatever it takes, I got to hit this goal because it's not about me making a million. It's about me giving away $100,000. And that $100,000 actually means that there's a 13-year-old girl out there that's in sex slavery that needs some money and resources to get herself out of that. That's whatever it takes. Like if it was my, I've got three daughters, all in their, uh, one's in their 30s, but the other two are in their 20s. If it's my kid, I don't mind going to jail. I don't mind. Right. Uh, and I'm not telling anybody to do anything legal, but it's like, I'm doing whatever it takes to get them out of there. I mean, I'm going to watch every Liam Nelson movie that's ever been written <laughs> and I'm going to repeat, you know, and I'm going to figure that out and I'm going to go make them not take it anymore. Right. And that's you do nothing else. You would do nothing else besides that. It'd be all consuming. And that's where uh, one of my mentors in life said, goals are immovable objects. 
I so, would be afraid though if if you were coming after me because I would you could actually use that same line that says I have a unique set of skills for <laughs> useful at this moment in time. And and then you would go recruit an army of people because that's one of your unique skills. And next thing I know, I'd be looking at they'd be looking at an army coming over the hill. That's true. No, no, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, when, when I was a, a sophomore in high school, this kid said the two words that I dreaded the most because I could talk a big game. But when he said after school, I, I wasn't there. So I figured out that was second hour and I had to sixth hour. So I recruited literally at Lawrence High School in Lawrence, Kansas. I recruited every redneck that I could find. They all had the big belt buckles and they drove four wheel drives. When I showed up in my locker, you're not stereotyping at all, folks. If you have big belt no, buckles, no, no. I actually they saved, they saved me that day because I had twenty of those guys standing at my locker after school. Uh, that that guy didn't want to mess with me because I I can't beat you up, but I'll recruit an army that helped me. <laughs> well, we know. All right, now we know. So so for context, Lucas taught the largest real estate company in the world how to recruit real estate agents for for years. You did that for us, and so, uh, but you learned it by recruiting rednecks to protect you. I think that's amazing. That's where it all it's, it was. It all started. It was it was a moment of necessity. Like I started liking country western music at that moment. I like driving Ford pickup trucks with big yep. wheels. Love it. Love it yeah. all. You know, I love that, it all. That brings up an interesting spin, though. Is is we tend that's that a lot of ways how leadership originates is it's what do I need. And you and you take care of that need, and then it becomes about something bigger than just yourself. And you find that you need other people, or you enlist other people to come along with you. You know, when you're talking about the thing, you know, some of the passion projects that you have, um, it's it, it starts with some of the questions you ask yourself, like who needs me to get up this morning? Yeah, that's right. You know, one of, one of our partners and, and, and mentors and, and a good friend is. You know, I wrote this down. It's in my journal, and it's uh, from Ben Kenny. And he said, this is the question Ben Kenny asks himself in the morning. He said, who needs me to get up today? And that doesn't necessarily mean a team member or somebody that's following you. It could be a passion project. It could be a charity. It could be something as near and dear as, you know, look, if I don't get up today, there are people that potentially are going to be sold into, into sex trafficking or worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i so, got to get up. So we were learning recently from our partner, Chris Suarez, about day one thinking. And, and Jeff Bezos talks a lot about this. And so if we're going to day one think this, how do I become inspired again? How do I lead today? You're saying step one, how much do I choose to give? So let's redecide that. Step two, are we going to attach our activities to that cause? And step three, do whatever it takes. I might add one more thing. Um, the... Uh, as the as the as the feminine emotional voice in this conversation, I might add as a leader to that. Um, before step one, we might have to forgive ourselves. Like actually, we might have to forgive ourselves for the leaders that we were not yesterday. And then we can. Then I know at least I can have a better conversation with my. That's such a powerful approach because you know in every one of these the stories we're talking about with the hero, the victim, the villain, and the guide. You know, the hero is always flawed. Yeah, always. You know, le- leaders are flawed. You know, just just because you're either in a role or others are following you, or you have a burning desire to change the world or, or to end poverty or hunger or sex. Tra- I mean, that could, that's wonderful. But we're still flawed humans, and we have conflicts and we have issues that come up, and we're not going to get it all right all the time. So being able to start with all right, I'm going to do better today 
and I can forgive myself for the mistakes that I made yesterday is a huge one. Or uh, even Drew, it's like, like, I don't know. Some days I wake up, I'm not sure I'm going to do better because I, I, you know, I was like, but I will choose to play all in mm. that. I'm, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to do everything I can and hope that what I'm doing is going to produce the results that I want. And I'm going to, I really am going to play all in and, I hope I get better because some days I really, at the end of the day, it's like, oh my gosh, I suck so bad. It, this is, there has not been a worse leader ever graced the planet Earth, right? And it's just like, and tomorrow I'm going to choose to play all in again. Mm -hmm. 